Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Hello, and welcome to The Bee's Knees podcast. This is your host, PJ Ewing. I am here with Sergio, who had a, a challenging recovery. Sergio, would you say, for your knee? Well, it was very challenging. It was a two-year uh, challenge, believe it or not. <laughs> I want to hear all about it. We're here to help everyone listening uh, with things that can go wrong, things that you can do to fix those problems, best practices, hearing your story, your knee story, your two-year story would be really useful. I'm going to try to just hand it over to you to do a lot of the talking, but I'll pop in with questions along the way. So just before we even talk about your knee, tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about your background. Not a problem. Uh, I am a 60-year-old male uh, who happens to be a police officer. I've been doing this for 35 years here in the big city of Los Angeles. And uh, I uh, played college football. That's where my first knee injury started, uh, playing at the univer- at a university, a D1 school, um, back in 1980 when no one knew what a torn ACL was. <laughs> right. Um, it was it was pretty crazy because they wrapped it up in a cast and I was in a cast for like six months. And then in 2017, while I was chasing a guy with a gun, uh, I tore my ACL again. And this time, not only did I tear my ACL, but I also tore my MCL. And this time around, they didn't put it in the cast. I just walked out in a wrap. So uh, it was uh, it was shocking, believe it or not, <laughs> the uh, technology that has come, you know, so far in the 20th century. In your lifetime. Like, isn't that incredible? Because the solutions we had at the dawn of knee replacement and all through the knee surgery, you know, the last 40 years, 50 years, they've been really epic in terms of how we treat these these conditions. It used to be like for a total knee replacement, you put cement in there and you had to be immobile for six weeks or longer, two months. Now it's, you know, start moving that afternoon. I mean, it's just uh, what we've, we're, we're fortunate that these injuries have happened more recently, I think, in, in yes. your case. But what, so it was the original football injury, what, what, what was, that just stopped your career right there? Is that what happened or? Well, my football career was pretty much over uh, uh, early in the 1990s because they didn't have the technology that they have today. Uh, You know, now they have, you know, people coming back a year later and they come back stronger and faster. Uh, As for me, the doctor told me that if I was injured again, that I'd be very lucky to walk again. Uh, So that pretty much ended my career because I still had my whole livelihood in front of me. I was only 18 years old at the time. That must have been a really tough moment. Oh, it was tough because I played, uh, you know, Pop Warner since I was, you know, seven years old. And and it was a sport I loved. You know, I also excelled in baseball, but baseball to me was boring. Hmm. Um, I got drafted by by, uh, a national uh, team in baseball, uh, but I didn't like baseball. And they knew that I didn't like baseball either. And they knew I was a football guy. And so, you know, that's why I got drafted in the late stages and, I wasn't going to play baseball. (laughs) I love football. That was my sport. Were you actually going to go like, were you intending to go for football as your career? Was that going to be the thing? Well, you know, it's a million and one shot to make it. Number one, Uh, the first thing first is to get your education. Yeah. And, uh, you know, luckily for me, um, you know, that's what I did. I got my education out Mm -hmm. of it. 
uh, you know, there's not a lot of people that make it, you know, like I said, it's a million or one shot that, you know, people make it. And first and foremost, you need to get your education first. Yeah. You know, I'll just say this, and and I, I've been a fan of football my entire life for a while obsessively, but it did maybe dodge a little bit of a bullet when it comes to uh, your head and head injuries. You know, if you had pursued football more, it could have been bad for you. You know, if, if it didn't turn into a, like a pro career, there's a lot of damage that can be done. Well, it's funny that you say that because, you know, when you're playing high school football, you play on Friday nights, at least out here where I am in Los Angeles. And, you know, most of the time you were able to recuperate, you know, by Sunday morning. Mm. Um, You know, you were a little bit sore, but you were still able to move around. But when I got to college level, you know, we played on Saturdays in the afternoon and I wasn't getting around to being normal to like Wednesday or Thursday. Wow which you were getting ready to play again, yeah. you know, on Saturday, which is two days later. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the hitting was a lot harder, you know, they were a lot faster and, you know, the football players, quite frankly, were a lot bigger as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So that ended the, sadly, the football career, you had an injury more recently, 2017, and that was ACL MCL. Tell us what happened after that. Uh, after that, uh, it was pretty much, uh, bone on bone. Uh, it was hurting a lot. Uh, I went to uh, Curlum and Joe, which is a world renowned, uh, health center where all the doctors, uh, there are in this center are pretty much doctors that take care of, you know, the Laker players, the Ram players, the Charger players, the Kings, the Anaheim Ducks, uh, pretty much. Any any doctor that works there is related to one of these teams. Um, and, you know, like I said, they're world-renowned. They have uh, doctors there that repair shoulders, um, Tommy John surgery for the Dodgers. Hmm. Uh, and it's not surprising that if you go into this clinic that you'll be sitting next to someone like a Kershaw or a Kobe Bryant while they're waiting to get treated. <laughs> And so they're pretty big. And so having said that, I went there to get treated for the bone on bone. They were giving me a, what it's called Synvix shots, which kind of is a fluid that they inject into your knee with like an ultrasound. And uh, they shoot it in there and it's supposed to last like six months. Um, it kind of mimics the fluid that you have in your knee for those of you that are not familiar with what a Synvix shot is. And uh it makes it glide back and forth without the rubbing of uh, bone on bone pressure. So subsequently after that, that lasted for about two years, but in oh, between those two years, that's a long time. Yeah. But in between those two years, my knee would flare up. And so I would have to go get it drained. I see. Yeah. And, you know, after that, I just got tired of doing that because I was getting it drained I don't know, sometimes every three months, five months, and it just became a hassle. So this is in your later 50s, basically. Yes, I was uh, 58 at the time right. when this all happened. And so the synvisc is uh, just becoming a pain. Was it? Did it last less time as you went? Like it wouldn't linger, wouldn't help for as long a period of time? No, it's it still helped me. The mm. thing that got frustrating was having to go to the doctor to have it drained. I see. 
uh, because once they had it drained, I had to come home and ice it. And then, uh, you know, I couldn't do anything for like a day. I, you know, I had it, you know, elevated and so forth and so on. You know, I, I would miss work because of, you know, the injury and it just became too much of a hassle. Mm. Okay. Uh, did you ever have any steroids? Was that ever part of the regimen? No steroids. Okay. Uh, I never got uh, any any steroids or any, um, what's the other injection that they put in, like cortisone shot? Yeah, cortisone. They there's they also have that platelet-rich plasma, PRP. They talked about doing that PRP, okay. uh, but because they said that, you know, I was pretty much bone on bone, uh, it probably wouldn't work. Now, if I probably would have had some type of cartilage left in that knee, it might have worked. So there you are, and it's time for something else. What happened next? Well, uh, in November uh, 18 of 20, um, I had the procedure done. But in the meantime, though, you have to remember that we also had COVID in there, too. Oh, you guys had that? We had that here in New York, too. (laughs) (laughs) There was COVID involved. I was supposed to have my Uh. knee surgery done in, I want to say, January or February of 2020, but because of, you know, the COVID hit, they didn't have, uh, they didn't want to do any, any of those types of operations. So I had to wait till November uh, to have it done. So, uh, you know, once I had the knee surgery done, the total knee replacement done, um, and I had a Mako, by the way, they, Mm -hmm. uh, they they completed the knee, the knee surgery and I was doing well. Uh, I had no issues. I was going to therapy. I was moving, you know, well, um, you know, my flexion was at like at 115. Uh, my extension was probably at three. And then in March of uh, 2020, I developed tendonitis in my knee. And I don't know how it happened, why it happened, but anything that you touched around my knee, especially when I went to therapy, I was in excruciating pain. So wait, let me get the timeline right. 2021, I think you mean, don't you? March of 2021. Yes, 2021. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So wait, wait a minute. Did this happen over time or did you wake up one day and it just was so sensitive? But Man, I, I just woke up one day and it like my whole knee was like inflamed. <laughs> uh, it's like if you touched anything around it, <laughs> behind it, you know, on my shin, I was just in pain. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And so there you are, you go in and they say they diagnose quickly that it's tendonitis. Yeah. Basically I went to my therapist when it was time to go to therapy uh, because my timeline from seeing my doctors was every six weeks. So I was in between, you know, seeing my doctor. And so I went to physical therapy. The minute I get there, you know, I said, hey, man, something's wrong with my knee. I don't know what happened. I'm thinking something went wrong with therapy or at home when I was doing my exercises because it just flared up overnight. And so I said, man, did I injure myself? Did I do something wrong that I was, wasn't supposed to? Do I need another knee surgery? Because I'm not a doctor. I just couldn't put no weight, no pressure on it. Yeah. And so when I went to therapy, she looked at me and she goes, well, I don't know what's wrong with your knee, but, you know, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to ice it. Hmm. So they iced it. um, And I waited like two days. And again, I was in excruciating pain. And so I went, I called my doctor up and I went to see him. 
And that's when they said, hey, man, you have tendonitis in that knee. Um, you're going to have to, you know, don't do anything for two months. Wow. And you had done so well. You're, you said a 115 flexion, that, which is a, an acceptable number. Uh, your extension was fine, too. You could straighten. No yes, I was, I was at a two, believe it or not. Minus two or two oh, over two, a hyperextension. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the knee does that. That's right. Of course. So you were hyperextending fabulous. You were at 115 flexion. You're by most accounts, you would be basically done with your rehab at that point. And then this tendonitis happens. Yes. Got it. Two months of inactivity and the numbers went south. What, what tell us about that? Oh man, did they go south? That wasn't even the word. <laughs> uh, when I went back to uh, therapy, you know, two months later, I want to say now it's May. Uh, of 2021 um i started with physical therapy and the minute they get well, the minute i i get there the first thing to do is to get a reading on the knee yeah. to see where i'm at and so my extension was now at a 30 <laughs> and, and my flexion was at 87 so i was like walking around with like a hook knee <laughs> that's what I, that's what my wife called it it was a hook knee you are listening to the Bees Knees podcast. For everyone, uh, zero is straight out. That's full extension. Extend your knee sitting in a, you know, a dining room table chair kind of thing. And uh, that's zero. Uh, Sergio was actually higher than that, plus two, meaning he could go more than straight, which is very much doable by the human knee. But after this procedure, he lost 30, 32 degrees, so he could go nowhere close to straight. And that beautiful flexion, which is, you know, the uh, the goal would be 130 is maybe the human maximum where your thigh is touching your calf. You're flexing your knee all the way back, maybe under a chair. Straight down is 90. He was less than that. He couldn't even sit in a dining room table with his foot planted flat because he was a little bit worse than that in terms of bending. So the ground that you lost is, is profound really. And a two month period, that's to say the least. I've interviewed a lot of people with knee problems. I've not heard that of that kind of loss. Obviously there was a reason for it, the, the tendonitis, but, but I, I've actually never heard someone that's lost that much in their extension and flexion. Wow. So two months go by. Now we're talking uh, May. And so in the process, I, I see my doctor and I told him, I said, hey, you know, I went to physical therapy. You know, these are my numbers. Uh, what are we going to do? What am I going to do? Because, you know, it's not improving. You know, I had gone to maybe another, you know, three or four therapy sessions uh, before I saw him uh, in May at the end of May. And he pretty much says, well, I can't do an anesthesia manipulation because you know you're too far gone out it, it was at the six month period and usually they like to do a manipulation under anesthesia anywhere from three to four months is what he was telling me I, i'm jumping in because for everyone's sake this is really important to understand the manipulation under anesthesia is a very brief process it's 10 minutes generally uh they like to do it within three months, maybe four in this case of this doctor, but usually I hear within three months uh, and they want you to do it really as an emergency measure, meaning you can't get good flexion or extension or both, and they have to bring you back in. It's non-invasive. 
So it's just a external procedure. You're sleeping. They bend, straighten, bend, straighten for 10 minutes. It's a professional who's doing it. You swell up and then you're supposed to be able to kind of use that as a catalyst to get that good flexion and good extension back. So sorry, that was my commercial for the MUA. Keep going. No worries. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, he tells me, he goes, well, uh, let me try another angle of attack. So they gave me what they call a dyna split uh, knee brace. And basically what this dyna split knee brace is supposed to do is supposed to help you with your extension because it has like uh, some type of pins around the knee and it's supposed to help you extend it. Um, and so I had to do that for like three times a day, four hours a day. Uh, so it was very time consuming. And that knee brace is very painful for those of you guys that are not ready because you can't move it. I mean, they set it for traction and it's like next to impossible to move it. And oh, so come I, on. It can't be that painful. I mean, you're a police uh, officer. You Don't give me that. Man, it's sticking your knee out there for four hours in a chair. Oh, I mean, it's painful. God <laughs> almighty. Really bad. So that, that was for extension. The dentist was for the extension for straightening in your case. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then after doing that uh, from like, say, May, I did that for three months and it, it didn't work. It just it, it just wasn't functioning for me. So. This whole time I was telling my doctor, uh, you know, can, you know, can you please uh, do something for me? Because I want to get back to work. Um, you know, I, I was still young at the time. Well, I'm still young. Um, and I wanted to get back to work because I miss work. I was out of work for such a long time. I'm not one to be, you know, malinger and be at home resting. <laughs> That's yeah. just not me. Yeah. It's not my nature. No. And so... Uh, he's like, well, we're doing everything we can, you know, just keep going to therapy, you know, hopefully it'll get better. It'll get better. And so now it's like, I'm like very frustrated. Um, you know, it's, it's not improving. We're now at coming up on, you know, a new year, which is now 2022. And we're like in October. So I'm plugging away, plugging away. And I started looking online um, and I came across the X10 machine and I believe I called you some type in August and I told you my situation, yeah, what it was. And you told me, you know, this X machine is not going to be able to help you at this time. But if you ever do X, Y, and Z, and you told me that they had to go in there, clear out my scar tissue and, you know, manipulate it under anesthesia, then that machine would be able to help me. And that was me trying not to spend anybody's money or time and energy when it's a real long shot. I am tr very protective of you, Sergio, and everyone with whom I speak, because I don't want, the X10 looks amazing on a video, but you don't know the story behind like we're doing right here. That's why this is so valuable. Truly, I'm so th grateful for you to do this because you see, oh, well, they did well. Look at them. They're, they're fine. I, I want that. Well, there's right. a story behind everybody's knee and the X10 is amazing. It does an amazing, incredible job. We have a wonderful staff. It's just, but it's amazing when you put it in the right circumstance so it can be successful. And you were sort of out of that window where I felt from my experience, looking at our history, confidence that you're just going to do great. 
So that's why I was being, I think, pretty conservative. Well, I again, thank you very much for saying what you said. And you're absolutely correct, because when you see that X machine and you see people's testimonies, you know what they're saying about this machine. You're thinking, man, that's the machine I need. I need that because I in order for me to get back to work, because I had gone to what they call a QME doctor. And he basically said I was totally disabled because, again, my knee was at, at a 30 degrees and I had a seven uh, flexion. And he said, absolutely not. I am not letting you go back to work because you're a menace. Uh, you know, you're a menace. You'll be at work and you could fall. You could, you know, do whatever the way you're walking. In the interim as well, I had also developed plantar fasciitis because you have to remember my knee is bent at a 30 degrees and I'm walking on my tiptoes. And then I was putting all my weight on my left side, which I developed bursitis in one of my ankles. My back was hurting. I developed back issues. Uh, my hips were all out of whack because, again, you're limping, you know, as you're walking around trying to get through the day that you have to get through. And it was just crazy. Um, it, it, it was it's been a long process. We don't need, me. we don't need to go. I'm so sympathetic. Uh, the saga that you've gone through, we don't need to go through it, but just, just everybody, we all know this, but it's important maybe for a second to recognize that everything is connected to the old hip bone connected to the kind of song, but it's so true. And one thing that goes out of whack disrupts the system of the body, the mechanics of our movement, and before you blink, you there, like you said, the back, the hip, the, like what is going on? It's all one thing that sort of started that cascade of effects. So I, I totally know what you're talking about. It's happened to me before in small ways, nothing like what you're describing. So, but what an unhappy time. <laughs> I can just, uh, it, was, it was crazy. And like I said, all I wanted to do was get back to work, but all this is happening. So I'm thinking out of the box. And I'm looking at all these things that are online and I'm reading and that's how I came across your machine. And I'm looking at all these reviews that people are saying about this machine. I'm like, man, I need that machine. I could get me back, you know, at least into the 12s where I need to be. But you said that it couldn't work for me at this time. And I was very grateful for that. And I was very patiently waiting for the opportunity to use that machine because in the interim, uh, I was hanging, um, you know, I'm thinking out of the box. Again, I used to play football, so I, I work out with weights all the time. So I put some weights in a bag. I put my leg up on a chair. I put a bag over my knee, and I just let it hang there. And I used to do that for, I don't know, two hours, three times a day. And then, I again, I was doing my knee exercises. And I came across another uh, tool that I used that I bought online, it's called the Ideal Knee, which basically is like a splint and you put it over your leg and you push down on it, it has like handles and you're actually pushing your knee down to get the the uh, extension going. Hmm. So after, so from May to like August, I was able to come down from 30 I was able to come down to 13 and then uh, my flexion, I gained it back to 90. Uh, so my doctor, the QME doctor said, okay, I'll let you go back to work. You're not at 10 where I want you to be. And I don't really think you're going to get any better. He goes, cause you're going to need a revision. 
on that name. And I'm like, again, I don't know anything about memes. And I asked him, I said, well, what the heck is a revision? He goes, that means you need to start all over again. and need to go in there and take that knee component out and put a new one on. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, I'm not doing that again. It's a big, <laughs> big step. That That is yes. it. If, if there are a series of buttons in front of us, right? You know, maybe going from yellow to orange to red, that's red. The revision is the full, let's start over with a whole new knee replacement with new components. That's a Well, that's not a only that, step. I found out yeah. that they also cut, you know, part of your femur bone yeah. because they need to go higher than, they shave than it. what they really do. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, they're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can understand. No, I had been through enough. So finally, you know, I kept begging my doctor to let me go see another specialist to see if he could help me out. And um, he was reluctant, you know, to do that. And then I had like, I normally don't get upset very often. I like to keep my composure uh, because I am a police officer. I'm a trained person. But I just blew up in his office one day because, you know, what they're telling me that I need a revision and I wanted to avoid that. Yeah. And so I blew up in his office and he's like, you're highly upset, aren't you? I said, well, you see that I'm working. I went from a 30 down to a 13. I went from an 87 to a 90. And I said, I'm trying to get back to work, but you're holding me back. And I said, if you just let me go see this doctor, if he tells me, hey, man, I can help you or, hey, I can't help you, then so be it. And so when I, when I put it to him in those terms and I was upset, He's like, okay, here's your pass. Go see this doctor. So I went to go see this doctor who happens to be world-renowned. He he did one of Kobe Bryant's Achilles hmm. and got him back to playing again, his wow. last injury. Wow. Um he 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 said he sits me down, he looks over my records and everything, and he tells me, he goes, I can help you. And I'm like, thank you for believing in me. He goes, I see that you've been in, in some type of pain. And, you know, I'm looking at your numbers here and, you know, a person that goes down from a 30 to a to a 13 with a stiff knee, he goes, I've never seen that happen. How did you do it? So I told him and he's like, that's crazy. Wow. And so he's like, I can help you. So fast forward it. Um, I have my knee surgery and basically what he did uh, was he cleaned out all the scar tissue that I had in my knee. And while he was in there, he manipulated, just like you suggested back in August when we first talked. And so <clears throat> he did that. And he got my range of motion because I asked him, uh, you know, what was my range of motion after you did it? And he told me he got me to 118 and he got me to zero. And so those are great numbers. Great numbers. And uh, I was happy. And then I contacted you and I said, hey, <laughs> when can I have this machine? Because I need it because this just happened. And you said, let me get back to you because I don't know if we have one available. How you got me a machine, I don't care. But yeah. that machine 
<laughs> to me, it was the best thing since they invented white bread. We made a deal. It was a back alley deal with some very <laughs> suspicious looking characters. You don't want to know, Sergio. You don't want to know how we got there. <laughs> well, you got it done, PJ, in one day. And it was amazing. And when I saw that machine being delivered in my house, yeah. I jumped right on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we got we figured that stuff out, which was really wonderful. And then you started to who was your coach on from X10, by the way? Uh, well, I had a couple coaches. Uh, I had Caitlin, who was my primary. And then on the weekend, uh, I had somebody else. And uh, every week on the weekend, it changed. It went from uh, from Candace, who happens to be another coach. She was my weekend coach. Right. <laughs> yeah, we have folks that, that do duty on the weekends to make sure that we're covering our patients. And, 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 you know, that's a great component to have because if you have questions and you're stuck like a truck on that machine, luckily for me, uh, you know, I'm pretty savvy, uh, which I didn't have any issues. But, man, ha knowing that you have a phone number that you can call. Yeah. And that's tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's you know, it's it's. Well, you tell us, tell, what's the experience like when you use the machine? What, what's, what's it like having it in your home? Oh, my God. Um, when I first started on that machine, um, Caitlin actually set that machine at 85 degrees with three flexion. And so when I got on it, you know, this machine was doing all the work for me. And I was a little bit scared. Because when it started pulling my knee back, it hurt it. It wasn't like a hurt. It was like a pull. And I thought it was going to hurt it. But it was just stretching my muscles in the back of my calves uh, and my thigh. And which felt great, believe it or not. And the beauty of this machine is that you it, it lets you know that you can increase it by hitting a little blue arrow. And you could decrease it the same way because there's a down arrow if it's hurting you or if you're uncomfortable with it. And that's the beauty of this machine because when Caitlin said it at 85, within a week and a half period, I was already at 110 with zero flexion. And we're talking about a week's period, which is pretty crazy, I think. Super crazy. When, when, when 118. She's like, she's like set up. Send me a picture. <laughs> I'll want <laughs> to see this. I'm like, okay. So I yeah. sent her a picture. And she's like, this is crazy. I, I've never seen that. Wow. Wow. When and the maximum so, was 118, like that's the outside limit. Well, is I actually, believe it or not, I got up when I was done. They just came and picked up the machine this past Monday, which is what, the 20th? Uh, we're talking on the 22nd right now. <laughs> and Right before they picked it up, I got all the way up to 124. So that is unbelievable and uh, has got to, eyes have to be popping in the surgeon's office and the PT people because it's not supposed to go that way. When they do an MUA, it's, I did everything I can. I got you to 118, you know, and he's got all the advantages you're sleeping. There's no pain response. You're not tightening up. You're not fighting him. You're not guarding, as they say, protective muscle guarding. You're just a limp noodle, and he's going as far as he can go 
without hurting you. I mean, they, 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 there's a limit. They can't just keep pushing. They could do some damage in the MUA. Now they don't. So nobody freak out. It's the rarest thing that someone is hurt in an MUA. Don't freak out about it. But you know, on the odd occasion, it does happen. They're very careful. So when he got to 118, everyone would say, well, okay, that's the outer limit. That's as good as it's going to get. And you got to one. I didn't quite know this, Sergio. You got to one twenty four recently this week. Wow! I, I got to one twenty four. That's unbelievable. Uh, and like I told Caitlin, because t- Caitlin told me she goes, I don't want you going past twenty pounds of pressure. And I think this is very important for people to know that the machine does put pressure on it, and you can also control the amount of pressure that you want to put on your knee. Uh, and and for me. As time went going, as time that I was using that X10 machine, I noticed that when when I got from, because I used to warm up with 110, believe it or not, that was my first five-minute warm-up. And then once my five-minute warm-up was up, I went to 115. And then from 115, I used to go up to 120. So the amount of pressure that I was using in between the 115 and the 120 was generally around... 38 to 34 pounds of pressure when I first started. By the time I ended, uh, by the, this past Monday when they just picked up the machine, uh, the pound of pressure that I was putting on my knee was down to 20. You are listening to the Bees Knees podcast. This is something that's a little hard for everyone who's listening to grasp, I think, because pounds of pressure is a weird concept. It's how much force the machine needs to move the knee. And if it has more pounds of pressure, if it's pushing with 38, it's it's working a lot harder. It, it takes a lot more energy and force to move Sergio's knee versus 20. And so there's a story that's told to the patient and the clinician by the pounds of pressure. If that number stays the same and Sergio's, oh man, it really has to push hard. This, you know, well, the, the machine's working, working hard. It has, to, it has to exert a lot of force. That's not good because it's still having to fight this knee. It, it's a bit of a battle. But when the pressure is, in this case, about half, that means it's so much easier to move through those same degrees, 115 to 120 in this case, the machines have, have it's a, a bit of a breeze to do that versus what it was like maybe two or three weeks ago or a month ago. So it, the pressure is very indicative of how you're doing as you start reviewing your numbers. Yes, absolutely. And and the beauty of it is that you get to see it in person because you get to write it down in the booklet that you guys provide. So, yeah, which is another tool that it's because when I first had my first ACL back in in 2017 or my second, I'm sorry, they gave me a CPM machine. Mm. And when I used that CPM machine, they tried, they tried to give me that same CPM machine again. I told them, man, you could have that CPM machine because that thing don't work. And uh, it's a weird, weird world that we're in because 50 years ago, the CPM was approved by Medicare. And so you'd think, well, gosh, Medicare approved, they're paying for it. This must be amazing. It, you know, there's no need for anything else. Well, it turns out that uh, it, it's a flawed instrument in, in, a, in a lot of ways, and it can cause as much trouble as it, you know, may do good. It does. You'll hear people say, oh, I love the CPM. That was great. It really helped me. 
my argument, because I know the data and the data says it doesn't really help, is that they were going to do well anyways, that the CPM was just along for the ride because it is it has got a whole bunch of really crucial uh, design flaws that that means that the, the research results show that it doesn't have any impact on range of motion. So no. it's, a, it's a cloudy topic. Uh, most surgeons will not recommend it. Uh, you'll still find some, usually older school surgeons that will put people on a CPM, but we find them in some cases, we find them, you know, when someone tried it in the garage, on the front steps, waiting to be picked up. It's, it's not usually a good story when, when we find a CPM in the house. Well, there's a big difference from the CPM machine to the X10 machine. It's night and day. Uh, you know, first of all, that CPM machine doesn't have pressure, so it's not going to, you know, manipulate your knee going back and forth. All it does is pushes it forward and back. I mean, there's no rain of motion there like the X10 machine has. Uh, and then the other thing is it doesn't hold you for 10 seconds either. And the beauty of that machine is, <laughs> thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> this is my coach. She told me that I could put that machine on hold and continue to stretch, which I did every time I used it, you know, I used to hold it for a minute, let go a minute, let go longer. I used to be on that machine for like 44 minutes, 45 minutes, instead of the, you know, 35 minutes that it was recommended because I wanted that stretch. And that's the beauty of that machine that that machine does a whole lot more than a CPM machine does. So I appreciate everything you're saying. And I just want to let everyone know who's listening this is not a sales pitch for the X10. That is not what we're trying to do here. This X10 is a wonderful tool. It's got flexibility. Uh, it's used differently by many different patients. We have wonderful coaching staff and they're actually physical therapists and they work with our patients. But there are a lot of ways to, to solve a problem. I'm interested in, well, your well being and the fact that you finally solved this. And the story, the arc of this story ends with a wonderful episode on the X10. Love it. Of course, love that. But really, the thing that I appreciate, to be honest, Sergio, is how you never let go. One could have said, you know, I'm about 60. I can actually retire. It's all good. I'm going to, you know, kind of, you know, take a, a back step here and, and relax. And, you know, you didn't do that. You kept fighting this. And when I talk to patients like you, I always have great admiration because it, nobody handed you an X10. Nobody came to you and said, you should try this. You went out and found it yourself. The doctor didn't even, right? They didn't know about the X10 at all. Man, when I told my doctors about this X10 machine, they're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and he's Which like- Which is a natural reaction, I, I would say, yeah. right? Well, he's looking at me like I'm crazy. He goes, I've never heard about no X10 machine. So I gladly took the opportunity to show him a picture and I showed him one of your videos and, you know, that you guys have on YouTube. And he's looking at this like he was mesmerized. And so when I went back to see him post-surgery and he saw me literally walk into his <laughs> office. I mean, I, he told me to walk on crutches, you know, for the first two weeks, believe it or not. But I wasn't even walking on crutches because, like I said, I was at 110 degrees with zero extension. And... He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about, Doc? He's like, you're walking without, you know, those crutches, and you seem to be walking like never before. Because when I used to walk before, you got to remember, I went in there with a little hitch. 
Right. Because my knee was at a 13 degree bent and I had to walk with a hitch and I wasn't, you know, walking sideways or like he said, I, I was waddling down the hallway when he first saw me and I wasn't doing it. I was walking normal. And mm. uh, he's like, I need to get my patience on that machine. Wow. The only reason they're not in every burg and village in our nation is really the lack of uh, broad insurance coverage for us up to this point. So we have hurdles ahead of us, um, but the technology, the the coaching, the the process works miraculously. And I, I don't like to use that word; it sounds a little dramatic. But it, I'm 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 doing this day in day out. I'm on the phone with twenty to thirty people every day trying to help them, whatever means, you know, I, I don't, I don't, they don't need to jump on our machine every time, but, but I'm trying to, you know, give people enough guidance that they can make good decisions for themselves. And I know that this can solve a lot of problems that are, that are still unsolved out there. We do not have that broad coverage. So in your case, you had it covered through workers comp in, in, in our many other cases, it's a private rental and that's just life. We do everything we can to keep the cost down and, and we do, but it's, um, uh, even in those circumstances where you have to pay real money to get it, oftentimes it is going to be the solution and maybe the only solution to solve a problem like this. Well, you know, for people that are out there that are listening to this podcast, you know, PJ didn't ask me to do this for, you know, for pay. He didn't ask me to advertise the X10 machine uh, for pay as well. Uh, he asked me if I would do it. And I told him a hundred percent. Yes. Uh, I was a patient that was looking for solutions to get back to work and to get my health back. And I went to him. And when I went to him and I was having my last knee surgery, um, I told him, I said, I'm having knee surgery on this date. Can I get this machine delivered? And, you know, we're talking two days away from having knee surgery. And he's looking at me like, let me see what I can do. And this machine shows up at my door, man, that speaks volumes. Uh, for those of you guys that can't afford this machine or say insurance is paying for it, <laughs> if you guys can afford to rent it, by all means rent it because it's a night and day experience. And the trials and tribulations that you would go through, going through physical therapy and doing this machine at the same time, It'll cut your recovery time, I think, in half. Now, I can say this. Um, I just came back from physical therapy yesterday. And I was at 108, physically cold, walking into that office because they like to do this. <laughs> as soon as you walk in, they, they take measurements so you need to see where you're at. And cold, I was at 108 uh, with my uh, flexion. And with my extension, I was at a three. And that's without warming it up or loosening it up uh and that to me is fantastic as far as i go because of where i've been and again i owe it to that x10 machine because without that x10 machine i don't know where i'd be at it's amazing and you know i will say this this is a wonderful story you just had the x10 picked up and but the story is not done I wish you guys could have left it for another month. That would have been sure. fabulous. I know. But 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is even whenever the X10 leaves, you know, is it sooner rather than later or whatever the, the scenario, right? 
the job is now to maintain, you know, the possibility is 124, you know, the cold, you're at 108. The, the job, Sergio's job for everyone listening is going to go on. It's March. It's going to be April. It's going to be May. By the time we get to June 1st, his numbers will be stable. He'll be probably much improved from where he is now, but it's going to take months of maintenance. Uh, and he knows that. This is, you know, when the X10 leaves, the job isn't done. Um, we, we've achieved things. We've gotten uh, where he needs to be, but he's got to maintain it. And that's always the case. You've got to maintain the gains that we get with this X10 afterward. That's a normal Absolutely. Thing. Before we got on this podcast, I just finished an hour of my exercises that I get from my therapist. Uh, and I do them religiously three times a day, once in the morning, once at lunchtime, and then once before I go to bed. And it's just become part of my regimen. What's the work scenario now for you? Are, have you, are you back at work? I, I'm, not, I'm not at work yet. Uh, my intentions are to go back to work. My doctor told me that this is going to be a three to four month process. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking to go back in June. Okay, got if it. If everything Good. goes well, and it seems like everything's on track to go you know, back to work in June. Um, and like I said, I'm still doing my due diligence by doing my exercises. Uh, it's become, it becomes part of your regimen of you know, daily life now. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you from all of our perspective out here in the world, I'm in New York, you're in Los Angeles. We need you out there, Sergio. So I'm going to be just express a little gratitude to you for doing what you do and, and taking that, that scary, dangerous work that you do and being there for us. Um, hold on one second. I'm sorry. I've got noise in the background. I just want to say I'm I'm grateful that you do what you do and that we're appreciative that you will be back out there taking care of us. And although it's been a few years that you've not been able to work, um, I know that in, everyone in LA is going to be much safer with you on the streets, really. Well, thank you, PJ. I, I appreciate that. And again, I, I couldn't have done it without the machine uh, and most important, without you and your team. Uh, like I said, your team, the coaches that come with that machine, they call you every two days. Uh, sometimes at the beginning, it was every day. But then once they saw you, that you could use that machine and you knew what you were doing, it, would, it was a call every other day or it was a text. Hey, how are you doing this morning? How was your knee? Uh, everybody was like very concerned on how you're doing and the progress that you're making with that machine. And, and, and that's very instrumental in trying to achieve your goal. It's emotional. It takes motivation. You didn't need the motivation, I don't think, but it's it's a collaboration. I the when I'm chatting with people on the phone about the X10, I'm like, you know, this is not a drop off, see you later, kid. You know, let us know how you do. This is a all hands on deck. We're in with you. We live and breathe it. This is all we do. Those coaches, those physical therapists, this is all they do. They don't, they don't have another, you know, light job at night or something. I mean, this, they work for us. They just do knees and they just use the work with the X10 and they're excellent. And it, I could say that across the entire staff. Right. It's very, they're very knowledgeable and that. And that's the thing that got me that they knew what they were talking about. Well, uh, look at, you've got more work to do this spring. Um, you'll do it. You're going to be back on the street, helping everybody working uh, by June, uh, it's great for all of us. I'm glad you're going to be out there. We, we're grateful that you are. You will be. 
And um, I'm just thankful that you told this story. Really, the last thing we need is for you to just sit here and say great things about the X10. What we really understand is the perseverance that you went through to get to this place to get back on the job. So, man, that machine uh, saved my life, man. I, I wish I would have used it the first time around. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's a little bit of a journey. But again, if you don't know, that's part of, of, of doing your research and doing your homework. And that's how you find things out. Don't be afraid to look because there's all the, there's always alternatives out there. Yeah. And we'll grow. We'll grow because of this kind of conversation where people will be aware of this. And I hope you guys establish a big program out here in California. Yeah. We intend to. Uh, we really are. We're, there's a lot of growth for us in lots of, lots of the country right now. And more machines will be made soon enough. And we'll, we'll expand. Um, it's a, still a small company in 2023, but uh, that's changing. And um, this has really been helpful. So, man, thank you for doing this. I, I'm so thankful that you did this. And, and I, I'm excited to see how you go over the next few months, too. PJ, thank you very much. I, I appreciate you. I, I Words can't define what I want to say to you guys because, I mean, it, it's a life changer. To learn more, visit x10therapy.com, 1-855-910-5633. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It helps people find us. X10, back to full strength.